Hello everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12.11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. She was 11 years old when she would encounter her first vision of the God she resisted. And this, after lying, when asked if she knew Jesus. Why? As Janine puts it, quote, to get those church folks off my back, end quote. What happened next, however, would not only radically change the heart of this 11-year-old Southern Baptist girl, but in the subsequent years to follow would only be the beginning of the signs, wonders, and miracles that would follow, even to the raising of the dead. Would you welcome with me today in part one of my two-part conversation, prophetic revivalist, speaker, sought-after radio and television guest for such programs as TBN, Daystar, Sid Roth's It's Supernatural, and a host of others both here and abroad, and finally, founder and president of Fullness Ministries, and my honored friend and guest, Miss Janine Fox. Janine, welcome to Testimony. Well, thank you, Jensen. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Well, it is great to have you, Janine. You have traveled the globe telling your story, but that is probably the last thing you thought you would ever be doing. Can you take our audience back to your early beginnings, how you came to know Jesus, what transpired from there, and then for part two, I would love to continue our talk on the importance of the Holy Spirit's power in a Christian's walk and the miracles you've experienced because of it. Janine, please tell us your story. Well, I got saved from my father's uh, conversion to Jesus Christ. He was not a believer. He was running away from God, a good man, but needed God into everything. And he had a praying mother who told him, Homer, you need to give your life to Christ, but he ran the other way. One day he was in a car with three other men, and uh, they did not see the sign that said, uh, dead end, don't go any further. And the car was going very fast, and they flew over in an embankment where there was water, like a, a small lake, and as he, the car was actually getting ready to go into the air, falling into the water, my father did what all he knew to do was to call on the name of Jesus. He made a vow in those split seconds that if God would save his life, that he would serve him. And uh, the, all I know is that he told me that there was a wind that came that propelled the car forward. He saw like a hand come underneath the car and actually lift that car through the air onto the other side of the embankment so it did not fall in the river. That was absolutely impossible how far the, the car flew over the embankment. To the other side, the car revolved like a Coke can, and three men walked out of the car without one scratch, although the car was totally totaled. He gave his life to Christ that evening, and um, I saw the father I had never seen. He didn't come home very often, but he came home that weekend to let us know that he had given his life to Christ, he had a halo on his face. His, his countenance was different. There was a peace about him. And for the first time I knew, you know, I think God's with Daddy. I mean, something differently has changed. And he immediately said, we're all going to go to church. I'm going to be the father that you never had, and this is going to be a Christian home, and things are going to be different. So he started going to the Baptist church 
uh, in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, he, because of him being a lawyer and him being a very excellent man, a great man, he uh, was promoted very quickly, and within one year he became almost like a, a deacon and then an associate pastor of the church. But I didn't want to have anything to do with God. Um, I was on radio and TV at the time on a talk show host called Team Profile, had a lot going for me, um, didn't believe in God, didn't want to give my life to God, and I would hide in the balcony every Sunday. But the ushers would come up wanting me to give my life to Christ, and they would sing a song, and it went like this. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus right now. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus right now. He will save you. He will save you, He will save you right now. He will save you, He will save you right now. And you know, I would cringe when they sing that song to me, but I didn't know that was a conviction of the Holy Spirit. But I got so tired of them every Sunday asking me to give my life to Christ, I made my, up my mind that I would. I would lie. I would fake an, an altar call. I said to myself, if, if they think I'm saved, then no one will ask me to give my life to Christ or leave me alone. So I'm just going to go through the motions. I mean, all they do is just ask a few questions if you know Jesus, and the person says yes. And I didn't think anything was going to happen. So that Sunday, when the, uh, when the um, ushers came up to the balcony to hold out their hands, inviting me to come to Christ, uh, they said, come to Jesus. And I sang, I am coming. <laughs> wow. And they almost just flew out of their seats, tears, laughter. Uh, I went downstairs, followed them down to the front of the church. Everyone started crying. My mom, praise the Lord, Janine's giving her life to Christ. Everyone was in tears, and I walked up to the preacher with his black robes on. He was in tears, and he said, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. He said, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And right when I was getting ready to open my mouth to lie, not coming from my heart, something happened. All I can describe is that there was an invisible force. It was the immortal, invisible God, the almighty God. I could not see him with my natural eyes, but I could see him with my spiritual eyes. I could feel his presence. He stood right between me and that preacher, and now all I could see was God Almighty. And he was looking at me face to face. And immediately I'm thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, there is a God. Oh, my God, he's standing right in front of me. My whole life passed before me. It was like a movie began to, to fly through my mind, and I saw everything I've done wrong as a child. Every time I lied to my parents, every time I disobeyed them, the time when I, you know, did things that hurt them, my whole life spent before me. And I knew I was a sinner. I had a revelation that I had sinned from God, that I was on my way to hell, and that I was really going to go to hell now, <laughs> that I was going <laughs> to lie to God. Uh, a fear struck my heart, but immediately as this whole encounter is going on, the Holy Spirit, it was a, it was a force of vibration, a force of energy, but it became love. It was billows of love. Love started flowing over my soul, and I heard him speak to my mind, and he said, Janine, I did not come to kill you. I came that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. 
and I, I could feel unconditional love, a, a love that I've never felt in my whole life going through every cell washing me, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I've dreamed for, someone to love me unconditionally. And I was standing in the presence of love. That's all I can describe was that he was love, oceans of love. And for the first time, tears ran down my eyes, and out of my heart came a confession that was no longer a false confession, but it was from the depths of my heart. And I said, yes, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I got saved right there at that altar on Sunday morning. Praise God. And Janine, you were 11 years old at that time. Yes. And for those who may have just tuned in, you are listening to Janine Fox, prophetic, revivalist, global evangelist. Janine, that song you just sang was anointed, and as the Word teaches us, it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. But this would just be the beginning for you. Take us up to the time now when you are 21, you're in college, you are in a backslidden state at this point. Tell us what happened next. Well, you know, Jensen, I really don't know what happened other than, you know, I got baptized in that water at 11, but no one talked to me about uh, discipleship. No one told me that uh, the Christian life was one where you had to have make Jesus Lord of your life, that he had to make the decisions. You were not the captain of your own ship. You didn't do whatever you wanted to do. You were bought with a price, and that a relationship had to be cultivated daily. It was a walk with God. And even that studying the Word of God, you know, that God talked to you through His Word. So after I got saved, I backslid very, very quickly, coming to the University of Michigan, now going to college, and, and wondering, where is God? I mean, is there a real God? And I remember walking outside the University of Michigan where I was studying opera, and I screamed at the sun and the moon and the stars. I was taking uh, all different religions at that time, it, which was part of my curriculum, and I said, if there really is a God, show me who you are. Can you change my life? Can you take away my emptiness? Can you, can you, can you cleanse me? You know, can you help me? I, I need help. Do you love me? Am I alone? Because I felt like I was a, a one person that was alone in the midst of millions of people. And um, I, I told God, I, I just said, if you're really real, show yourself to me. And a few weeks later, a woman invited me to a, a campus meeting at the University of Michigan on North Campus called Cramp Campus Crusade, and I started going, and they were, they were teaching sessions, and they would study the Word of God, and I was just amazed. I, I came that, you know, God would speak through His Word, and I learned things I never learned about Jesus, and I enjoyed coming. I was coming every week and saying, wow, this is wonderful. I started feeling alive, so I didn't have to get saved again. I was already saved, but I rededicated my life to the Lord in those teachings, and um, then they got on the subject um, called uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and um, they said that was speaking in tongues, and I said, oh, I'm out of here, because all <laughs> I remember was my dad had told me, you know, tongues is from the devil, and I knew not to have any part of that, so I left. I stopped coming, and four weeks later, I heard a knock on my door in my dorm room, and I opened the door, and it was the leaders of Campus Crusade. Some of the leaders, they noticed that I had not been there for four weeks. And then um, they said, Janine, you know, we know that you haven't been there, and we just want to know if there's anything we can pray for you about. And I go, no, no. I, I said, I'm just not interested anymore. And they go, well, you know, we, 
we noticed that you left when we were doing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, yes, I did. And I said, I don't have any time to, to do anything that, that, that's false doctrine, and I will not have any kind of demonic thing come on me, and I don't want to hear, hear any more about this. And I slammed the door on them, and uh, I'm glad that they had the love of God in them, because they knocked again, <laughs> and persevering. Amen. And uh, they knocked again, and I go, yes, and they go, well, um, we, we won't talk to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We really will respect your views on that. And I said, thank you. They said, but we do feel that the Holy Spirit wanted us to talk to you today and just to pray for you. He has a blessing for you. He wants to bless you, and he has a gift, some gifts for you. I said, you've got some gifts? And they go, yeah. And I thought they might have something in their bag, you know, to give me, you know, some lotion, perfume. I said, right. okay, well, come on in. So I let them come in, and... um they said uh, they would just pray for me. And I said, okay, you can pray for me, but I don't want, you know, I don't want you to talk to me about that tongues. And they promised me they wouldn't, so they took my hand, praying in tongues, shikimi, shikimi, shikimi stuff. And I said, didn't I tell you not to talk that shikimi, shikimi, shikimi stuff in here? And they go, oh, well, you told us that you didn't want um, us to tell you about it or to have you pray in tongues, but you didn't say that we couldn't pray in tongues. Janine, we're going to leave it right there. We're going to pick up next week to listen to your incredible story, to hear more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment, but I want to thank you for being with us on Testimony. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Janine Fox, prophetic revivalist, teacher, preacher who has traveled the globe and witnessed the miracles of God and she is here to share with us how you too can be empowered from on high. Janine, thank you for being with us. We look forward to you speaking with us next week on Testimony. It's been great to be with you. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at jensinebard.com. That's one word J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com or write to us at Testimony P.O. Box 1333 Palm Desert, California 92261 That's P.O. Box 1333 Palm Desert, California 92261 I'm Jensine Bard Please join us again for Testimony Testimony